Welcome to the podcast. Every week I'll share leadership thoughts, books I'm reading, or tools I'm using to teach leadership skills. I believe everyone has influence. Every family, school, church, city, country is determined by its capacity for effective leadership. So let's jump in. Well, welcome to the podcast. We talk about leadership, and today I'm going to talk about a book that uh, I've really, really enjoyed this year going through quietly and um, um, very slowly, actually, because part of the leadership lessons I've been forming have had to do with how do you go from being a perfectionist to who really exemplifies in many ways excellence to an imperfectionist who also embodies excellence. The reason I say that is because we often think when it comes, many, many high achievers are either closet or overt perfectionists. And perfectionists are people who are seeking this ideal of flawless reality in our processes, in our products. And, um, and so, uh, it's, it, we, uh, for me, it's, we punish ourselves with a perfectionistic mindset. And I want to recommend a book that I've been getting a, a lot of value out of this year. Um, and that is this book, How to Be an Imperfectionist by Stephen Guise. And in the book, he, he talks about this process that... Uh, you know, I, I just love it. Uh, he quotes Ralph Waldo Emerson, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. And there's a power that perfectionism has to make us something else. To A lot of times perfectionism is the result of expectations that others have put on us, that we have received, that I'm only valuable if I do things perfectly and flawlessly. I think the desire for perfection is actually, like many things, it's, it's a very legitimate desire, but it's only going to be found in God. That's the only place we'll find perfection. We seek perfection in this reality that we are going to be in trouble and we're going to constantly try to be something we're not. Uh, Barbara Bloom, the author, said, when the Japanese men broken objects, they aggrandized the damage by filling the cracks with gold. They believe that when something suffered damage and has a history, it becomes more beautiful. And this is, this is the great process of going from a, a, a perfectionist to an imperfectionist is that you begin to embrace even the flaws. And so let me give you a tip from uh, the book that I have found really helpful. For example, for years, I would speak on weekends in my job as a preacher at our church, and I would so evaluate a weekend on the basis for uh, on the basis of did I do it flawlessly and I would I would suffer especially on Saturday nights after I did the Saturday evening service I would suffer about I shouldn't have said this or I said this or I said this wrongly or I forgot this uh this statement that was so important or I forgot this illustration and I I just I would punish myself and instead of I mean that's a perfectionistic mindset but instead of doing that, 
a lesson from Stephen Geis has really been helpful to me that I've been filtering everything I do, but most especially when I speak through this filter. He says, one of the things you have to do is go from a, an analog mindset to a digital mindset with what it is you do, a binary mindset. So the interesting thing about, if you don't know, I won't get into great detail, but an analog signal, if it's not being received perfectly, it is not going to be expressed in in an accurate picture. An analog signal has to have a perfect reception to get a perfect picture. But but in a binary, with binary, zero and one is the language of, of digital, a binary mindset, a digital mindset does not take a perfect reception to get still a perfect picture. Analog runs along a spectrum of spectrum she, she, he says of practically infinite possibilities. How does this relate to our behavior? He says one problem we have with stopping perfectionism is we love the idea of perfection, but we know that we can't do things perfectly. So we're the, the process, like a digital signal, the process of what we do is not going to be perfect. So imagine this, he says. He's, he, he says, here's a common binary task. Imagine your task is to flip a switch to turn the light on in your room. If you do it, it's done. It's perfect. Even if you trip and hit your knee and fall, but still hit the switch, you succeeded in your objective of turning the light on. And there's no middle ground. The switch is either on or it's off. In true binary form, the up position is one and the down position is zero. Notice that the focus here is on if you've done the task, not how well you've done it. Common analog task. If your task is to deliver a speech, it will not be done either flawlessly or 100% terribly, but somewhere in between those extremes. You might say the wrong word, perform one awkward gesture, pause too long at any moment. You could stutter while saying something profound or smoothly deliver a painful cliche. The speech may go well or not overall, but whatever happens is going to be a mixed analog result. Notice that the focus here is the opposite of the switch example. You're concerned with how well you're doing it, not if you're doing it. And those examples are the stereotypes of each type of task. But watch what happens when we flip them around. This is important because it shows the way we perceive task is a choice. And that's a good thing, as you'll see. Typically, binary example turned analog would be, imagine your task is to flip a switch, but you have to do it in a certain way to consider it successful. You decide your finger must be perfectly parallel with the switch. And the precise moment that you flip the switch, you must be airborne doing a split while saying the word pasta in the seventh octave. Now, you've made this typically binary task into an analog task. Even a successful flip of the switch can be marred slightly or majorly by performance mistakes. And think about this. In trying to meet all these fancy requirements, you might actually fail to flip the switch. Here's a typically analog example turned binary. Imagine your task is to deliver a speech in front of 5,000 people. This really hit me when the, the very illustration here. Most people would be thinking in analog terms here because the speech could go from well to poorly or anything in between. But what if you decided that getting up on the stage and talking qualified as success? That's it. If you get on stage and say words, you succeed. Now, the only way to fail is to not say anything. Even if your speech is full of mistakes, you achieve the one and not the zero, a perfect success. Which perspective do you think is the one of the perfectionist? Perfectionists are fully in the analog camp because they want the details to be perfect. But the wonderful thing about binary tasks is that they can be accomplished perfectly. 
to become an imperfectionist in the area of not worrying about mistakes, create binary tasks for yourself because they can easily be done, quote unquote, perfectly. Usually, perfectionists are encouraged to accept imperfection as a means to change, but the best way to make it work in this case is to redefine what perfection means to you. And with binary tasks, this can be done in a logical way. It's not irrational to see giving a speech in front of 5,000 people as a perfect success. Doing it, regardless of the outcome, is a significant accomplishment. Perfect, quote-unquote, describes many things. And so when people say they're perfectionists, they mean that they tend to aim for perfection in many areas. But even when these areas are defined, such as perfectionistic, uh, a perfectionist writer, it's still too vague. Are they aiming for perfect grammar? Perfect sentence structure? Perfect storytelling? Perfect everything? Well, everything can't be aimed for unless you define exactly what constitutes everything. This kind of vaguely perfect aiming is the common oxymoronic and ironic misfire of the perfectionist. Binary simplifies the aim for perfection into something concrete and possible. That's why it's so satisfying. You get the satisfaction of perfectly meeting an objective that's entirely doable. So for me, I have been for my own well-being, processing, especially, for example, public speaking, preaching, what I do, through the process of, of one or zero. Here's my objective. For me, when I get up on a weekend, can I say the sermon in a sentence? Did that come across clearly what the aim of that message was in a sentence or not? I rely upon certain people to tell me, was it clear? Was my objective clear to get this one statement across, this one truth across, so that if you left, you know what it was about? If that, if that happened, then it was a success. No matter how much, oh, why did I forget this illustration? Why did, oh, I had something funny that I forgot to say. Why did I do that? Because that sermon really needed a lot of humor. Why did, why, why? Instead of doing that now, I sleep better on Saturday nights. And I'm not in much of a, a despair on Sundays because I've, I've been training and I'm in the process of training my brain to take things that could be analog tasks with infinite possibilities to a binary task. What's the objective? This or that? If this happens, I said the sermon in a sentence, then the objective was achieved. So, here's, here's the point. This podcast could be an analog podcast where I say, oh boy, I, I wish I'd remember to say this. I, Or I could say, you know what, what was the point of this podcast? The point of this podcast was to tell everyone out there who's a perfectionistic individual, you can make things binary. You don't have to flip the switch with style. The goal is to flip the switch. As a matter of fact, if you try to flip the switch with too much style, you'll probably get in the way of your objective anyway. And if I got that across today, then the switch was flipped. The job was done. And until next time, this is Charlie McMahon. Thanks for listening. Tune in every week as we continue learning and growing in faith, in life, and leadership. And if this has been helpful to you, subscribe and spread the word. And I will talk to you next week.